This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Today's topic is fly fishing the greater Yellowstone ecosystem. We're going to tell you what you need to know about fishing the great rivers near Bozeman, Montana, especially the Madison and the Yellowstone, as well as fishing the blue ribbon waters of Yellowstone National Park. So Dave, what's intriguing about fly fishing these uh, rivers? Why would somebody want to come and, and uh, you know, make a vacation of it? The beauty is stunning, and that alone is the big reason why I love fishing near Bozeman, fishing Yellowstone Park, uh, inside and outside the park. Um, You also have terrific blue ribbon waters. I mean, where else in the world do you have that kind of food uh, that trout uh, consume and uh, and the number of, uh, of rivers? I know. I remember a few years ago I was in Colorado, and I was talking to a guy who was a great fly fisherman there, and he... I, I told him where I was from. I was living in Bozeman at the time. He says, what in the world are you doing down here? He said, oh, I'd, I'd love to spend more time there because he said, they, he said, you have the hatches. He says, we just don't. So you're right, that the waters are the natural beauty. Yeah, the, the trout waters. And the amazing. variety. I think you have those yeah. bigger rivers. You have also the spring creeks, you know, the, that are very specific. But you also have... Uh, a lot of smaller creeks that just don't get fished that much. Oh, I know. There are a lot of hidden secrets that way. And then I would add to it the accessibility. There are a lot of fishing accesses. It's not hard to find places where you can get access. And once you have access, thanks to Montana's uh, streamside access law, and I'm not even sure if that's what it's called, but uh, that law allows you to uh, just to walk up and down the river as long as you stay within the high water mark. In other words, uh, you know, in the spring when the water is roaring down there, uh, you, you can tell it's pretty easy to know where that is. And, and a lot of times, if, if you have to, you can get up and walk at the edge of somebody's field. But I think a couple years ago that law was under fire. I think there were was. some that were trying to, uh, to remove it or yeah, to modify it. You're right. But it's, it's one of the great reasons uh, why you want to fish in the West is oh. you have this ex. It you really know, accessibility is. to these streams. Oh, it really is. I mean, I've I've fished on Ted Turner's property on the Gallatin, and and uh, I know he has his favorite streams, and so uh, he's been very willing to uh, even make access, you know, parking lots and things like that. But uh, yeah, it really is a, a great uh, law, and you do once you get access somewhere, uh, you know, either at a bridge or a fishing access, you, you can go as far as your legs and wading boots will will let you walk uh and the other thing that's really uh, great about this area too is the food (laughs) (laughs) uh and perhaps that we should have begun with that (laughs) yeah that's right yeah there's some really good eating places some fun eating places and the other thing is uh the food always tastes better after a good hard day of fly fishing oh man i always have to save up calories for the end of the day because when, oh, when you're walking as far as we often do, sometimes you think, well, I'm just burning so many calories I can eat indiscriminately all day long. Yeah. But you realize you're not burning as many calories as you think you are. Oh, I know it. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. it. It's the one thing that you can control. You can't control how good the fishing is, but you can control. Well, no, you, I guess you can't control the eating. 
<laughs> I certainly can't. Oh, man. So let's start with, uh, as we begin today, let's start with the Yellowstone River. It's yeah, where the, are we going to fish? So if you show up in, in the Bozeman area, where are you going to fish? Yeah, Yellowstone's a great one to start So it's with. the longest free-flowing, undammed waterway in the lower 48 states. It's 678 miles long, but it's the upper Yellowstone that is the cold water trout fishery. And you can float it or you can wait it. There's not anything else you can really do to right. it. Right. No, you can't. And it's uh, it's a challenge to wait. I always say it's like uh, trying to walk on greased cannonballs, you know, the, the the rocks, and they can get slippery. But it's it's beautiful. It, it comes out of Yellowstone National Park. And, and I haven't fished that upper section as much from Gardner through uh, Yankee Jim Canyon have a little bit and you know I mean, there, there's some decent fishing there I, I think the most popular places are from uh, probably Mill Creek Bridge or a little bit before that Mill Creek into uh, Livingston and then from Livingston there, you know it, it, it fishes pretty well you know, out of Livingston for a ways and then it then it starts to turn into a, a bigger river uh, that, that's almost more of a warm water fishery as it gets closer to Billings. So it's it's that yeah it's that upper Yellowstone section and we've uh, we've had some good days on it. We've had some tough days too. Yeah, some really tough days on it. I would I would say that it's easier for me to fish inside the park. The the river just seems more manageable yeah, to uh, fish. It does. Yeah. And uh, it's a little smaller. It's moving really fast, so you can't get you know deep into the middle of the river. Right. But it's not like the Madison. But uh, but at least you, the holes are more identifiable. They are. And the scenery in Paradise Valley Goodness. is just stunning. I mean, it's, you, you have to go there to see it. Even if, you know, even if you're there just to see the scenery, it's amazing. So to get to fish in that kind of that amphitheater of color and beauty, it's pretty amazing. You know, if, if you're fishing that again, I, I would say, um, you know, from Mallard's Rest, it's a fishing access that's... Uh, Oh, I should know because I live there. My folks lived there for a number of years. Probably about 13, 14 miles south of Livingston on uh, US 89. And Mallard's Rest, you can go down there and, you know, people will put in there to float it. But there's some actually good water to wade, uh, especially upriver uh, a little bit. Uh, but that section on into... Uh, into town, you, you've got the, the so you've got the uh, uh, Pine Creek Bridge, then you've got uh, Carter's Bridge, and then on into town to uh, I think it's the the uh, Takeout at Ninth Street, and it really is a you know, it's a great river. Uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, you, you might want if if you're brand new, you might want to get a guide, but even if you don't do that, uh, fly shops, and we'll give you some tips on where to go to get good information, uh, they'll, they'll be very helpful. It, it's part of their, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an economically uh, sound decision for them to give you good advice, and, and they, they do that, and uh, you know, they, they can tell you where to go. Well, another fabled river is the Madison, and uh, the, the Madison River uh, flows out of Yellowstone Park as well. That The Yellowstone comes out of the north entrance, the Madison, comes out of the west entrance of uh, uh, Yellowstone Park, and then it it flows west and, and over into the Madison Valley, and and then uh, north until it it uh, joins 
at the Three Forks of the Missouri. It joins with the Jefferson and then with the Gallatin and becomes the Missouri River. But there, there's kind of three different rivers. Uh, the, the Upper Madison, uh, when it flows out of, uh, you see, when it comes out of the park, it runs into uh, Hebgen Lake, and then there's a little stretch between uh, Hebgen and then Quake Lake. That's the lake that was uh, formed by the earthquake in 1959. And then when it comes out of, of Quake, it kind of comes out of the, the mountains and, and then into the Madison Valley, the Upper Madison Valley. And that's called the Upper Madison. Then when you come to the, uh, the town of Ennis, uh, there's, a, there's a lake there, Lake Ennis. And when it comes out of Lake Ennis, it goes through what's called the, the Bear Trap. And then uh, once uh, it gets through the Bear Trap Canyon and it comes out of that, uh, you're west of Bozeman at that point, uh, maybe about 25, 30 miles, it becomes uh, the Lower Madison. Um, and, and we've had some good days on all three, haven't we, Dave? Yeah, we sure have, especially the bear trap. Yeah. That's been one of our favorites, hasn't it? Well, it is in the spring. It's not as, it's not as good in the fall, for at least for rainbows. I think you've had some luck with browns yeah, later there, in the fall. Yeah, there could be some browns running in the fall. But, yeah, in the summer, it's, it, that stretch, it's almost too warm to fish. And, and besides, you have to deal with the, the major hatch in the summer, which is called the inner tube hatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. you got to see it. I mean, there, there are people, uh, dozens of people that float from uh, the Warm Spring access. That's the first fishing access when the Madison comes out of the Bear Trap uh, down to what's called Black's Ford. And, you know, so here's... Uh, dozens of people. It's it's kind of fun to see, although it'd be frustrating if you were trying to fly fish and they're they're floating by. They've got coolers that are floating by, and I, I swear I think half of them are oblivious to the fact that there are rattlesnakes uh, just lining those banks. But uh, well, this gets actually to one of the key points and principles uh, of two guys in a river, which is if you want to catch fish, go where people are not. So right. don't fish that in the summer. Yeah. You're right. So yeah, the bear trap is, is great from uh, uh, the, the spring especially. And then, yeah, it, it picks up in the fall if you can find where the brown trout are, are running up the Madison. Uh, usually you get to that bear trap section from below. Uh, again, the Warm Springs ac access, it's on the Norris Road. Or you can drive up a dirt road on the other side and then, then you get into the wilderness area and it's all wade fishing. And and then the, the lower, you can, you can find some accesses on the lower Madison, but I, I do think some of the best fishing with, for that is uh, in a drift boat. Well, then you've got the Gallatin River, and I'm not going to say as much about the Gallatin. It's, it's closer to Bozeman, so there's more pressure on it, but it can fish well. Uh, now, you, you can't float it, but uh, that canyon section is just gorgeous, isn't it? Is it 191 that yeah. that, mm -hmm. that it uh, flows along? And if you drive right. south on 191 towards West Yellowstone, mm -hmm. you often see that it's pretty packed with fly fishers. Yeah, it really is. Especially in the is. summertime. It really is. When you get south of Big Sky, that's some of the water I like to fish. There's a national forest. Uh, campground uh, just south of Big Sky, uh, Red Cliff it's called, and I've, I've had some decent success there, but it's been, it's been a while ago, it's been man, a couple decades ago, and nothing huge in that section, but a lot of feisty rainbows, so 
yeah, the, it's it's beautiful, and of course they film part of a river runs through it there, which uh, uh, we talked with Gary Borger about in that last episode. Uh, but the problem is everybody wants to fish there because it's so beautiful, but yeah, it does get overfished at times. Well, then you've got the Spring Creeks in Paradise Valley, uh, Nelsons, Armstrongs, and Depews. And I've fished Nelsons before. Dave, that's something you and I have talked about doing uh, one of these springs. Never done that together. Yeah, well, we, we, need to, we need to put that on our huge bucket list of places we want to fly <laughs> fish together. Uh, I actually had some connections. I, I knew the Nelson family. I knew Edwin and Helen, who, who kind of got things started, and uh, uh, knew uh, one of their uh, ranch hands, a guy named Murray Ames. And so I, I used to get on that and, and fish that some. Uh, they are, it, it's a completely different experience, and it's, it's well worth the time. But understand that you're going to have to pay a rod fee. Uh, all of these spring creeks, and they're all clustered there right as you enter Paradise Valley from the north. So you're in Livingston, Montana, you're driving south on US 89, you go through this little canyon, and as soon as you pop out uh, that canyon, uh, you'll, you'll come to uh, Armstrong's and uh, Depew's. Uh, Nelson's is kind of uh, to the, the east on the other side, but actually uh, Armstrong's I think is where uh, the, the gazebo scene for a river runs through it was filmed just up above uh, I think up above Armstrong's uh, Spring Creek you know in, in in that area so it's it is a, it's a gorgeous area but those those um, you know three creeks have a rod fee and I was online the other day I, I just looked well I looked at all three of them and they're they're all very similar but for example Nelson's the rod fee would be eighty dollars in April and May, and then then it's a hundred bucks in June, and, and this is per day, and then a hundred twenty in July, back down to a hundred bucks in August and September. So it's I mean that, that sounds like a lot of money, but you know what for a for a one time opportunity to fish one of those, it's you know it, it can be worth it, and they they do limit the number of rods so. Uh, you're not going to be in there with a million other people. I mean, they're, they're not long stretches of, uh, of uh, you know, of, of streams or, or creeks, and so uh, they're pretty good about limiting that. In the future, we will also do a podcast on the difference between spring creeks uh, and fishing spring creeks like that and what's also known as freestone rivers like the Yellowstone, the Madison. But right. fishing these spring creeks, are it's a, it's a little bit different experience. Yeah, it really is. It, it's just a different animal. So that, that's something else to consider. And the, the beauty about spring creeks is they never blow out. When we talk about blowing out, we're talking about uh, the spring runoff when the snow starts to melt. And, and you'll hear about the Yellowstone River blowing out and any of the rivers for that matter well the the you know temperatures get warm the 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 snow starts to melt and pretty soon those rivers are a kind of a swollen you know looks like chocolate milk coming down those things and it's just not good for fly fishing okay the other piece to this is uh yellowstone national park isn't it yeah and in that uh, there is just there's a lot of smaller uh, rivers or streams in Yellowstone National Park, but uh, obviously it's the Yellowstone River. You know, coming out of the lake is the big one. Right. Uh, there's Slough Creek. There's the Lamar. 
the Firehole, uh, the Madison, the Gibbon. And uh, so these are all uh, great rivers that, uh, that you can fish. Yeah, they really are. We've, we've had some good success, uh, haven't we, Dave, on the Yellowstone in, in the park. And uh, yeah, beautiful cutthroats, uh, those native cuts. They are gorgeous. It is really hard. I, I have found it difficult to fish new water when, in fact, you are doing well on a stretch yeah. of river. So we always have these good intents and we go out there to, to uh, hey, we got to find some new water. But if you're having some good days, you're like, why would I do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Slough Creek is uh, pretty famous. A lot of people know about that. Just just realize that if you're going to fish Slough Creek, you you really have to know what you're doing. Uh, you you need you need some expertise. If you're not a you know if you're not a moderate to a, uh, an advanced fly fisher, you'll you'll want to get a guide. You want to get some good input. And even getting back in there, uh, boy, I remember years ago in the early '80s, we we hiked into the first meadow, and we, yeah. we didn't know what we were doing anyway in terms of fly no. fishing, but that was a tough hike. And, it was a tough hike, yeah. and we ended up with nothing. I don't remember getting a one hit. Did you, did oh, you sure catch I anything? Must, I'm sure I caught about 8, 20 <laughs> inches. No, I didn't either. No, I, I didn't that day. But I've been incensed. I've, I've gone in with uh, an outfitter once on horseback and you know caught some nice uh, cutthroat, but uh, they're... But you have to go back a ways. You've got to go back, especially to that third meadow. Uh, so, yeah, keep that in mind. The, the Lamar is another one that we really haven't fished much. Uh, there can be some good fishing there. But with all of these, you really have to watch out for uh, grizzlies. I mean, Slough Creek, um, you know, big grizzly area. You'll, you'll see them on the Lamar. And the Lamar is tough because that often blows out. In fact, they... The, the old guys, uh, the, the joke is that, that if an elk uh, pees in the Lamar, that it's blown out for about, you know, a week. And it, it's true. Or if it rains three drops, I mean, it, you know, the, there's something about that area where, you know, that the mud just washes into that thing. And Last summer when we were there, I remember driving over to get to uh, Tower Fall and it was blown out. Yeah. And that often colors the Yellowstone River. Uh, I, I know times even wanting to fish uh, the Yellowstone in Paradise Valley in Montana and can't do it. They had rain up in the Lamar. So, uh, but that's, that's one. Um, the fire hole and the gibbon come together to uh, make the Madison. And th there can be good fishing there. Again, that, that gets fished pretty hard. You yes. have to know what you're doing. And I know Dave, you and I have talked, we'd, we'd love to fish the fire hole sometime. Yeah, we have never really done that. At least I think you and I may have fished it like back in the day. I, I don't. Think, yeah. I don't think you and I have fished it in the last. No, we haven't. And, and that would be a good. That's a good one for the spring because, as the name suggests, the fire hole. Uh, you have some of those uh, hot uh, springs, spring water that's emptying into that. And so by the summer, that's not very uh, productive. But that's a really good place uh, to fish. You know, we, we probably ought to talk about some other places that uh, aren't as well known uh, while we're in the park. Uh, Indian Creek. I used to fish there a lot when I was in high school and in college. That's, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of north of, of Madison Junction and a lot of brook trout fishing there, just a small stream that was a lot of fun and and again, when everybody comes to the park, they're they're going to the Madison, to the Gibbon, the Firehole, the Lamar, the Yellowstone. But th that's a great little stream. 
Dave, outside the park, what are some of the places that you fished still in the greater Yellowstone ecosystem, but, you know, around Bozeman, around Livingston? The one that I uh, can mention specifically is Taylor Fork, and that is between Big Sky uh, on that road 191 south of Four Corners, which is just west of Bozeman. So south on 191 between Big Sky and West Yellowstone, and... You should know that Taylor Fork has the highest per capita of grizzly bears in North America. I think right. it is. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that when my brother and I first fished it. Ignorance is bliss, Ignorance isn't it? Is as long bliss. as you don't run into a bear. <laughs> um, but the last time you and I went to Taylor Fork, we were kind of surprised how low it was. And it yeah. uh, didn't fish that well. But a couple years earlier, Matt and I, my brother and I, fished it. And uh, he was out for an oncology conference at Big Sky. And so uh, we spent a day or two fishing. And it just, one, it didn't have a lot of fishers, uh, right. fly fishers on it. Mm-hmm. And we just caught some really nice rainbows. We may have caught some brook trout. But the river was a little bit bigger. The creek was a little bit bigger. But Taylor's Fork is a, or Taylor Fork is a great little stream that in the right year can be, uh, can be really a great place to fish. Yeah, it really can. That's a good one. You know, another another place, it's, it's, it's a river, but a uh, very, very good place to fish is the Boulder River. If you go east of Yellow, I'm sorry, east of Livingston, and you come to the town of Big Timber, and then from Big Timber, you head north, I'm sorry, you head south, and you go up the Boulder Valley, really where you, if, if you just kept going, you'd end up north of Yellowstone Park. But the, the Boulder River can be beautiful. In fact, they, f- they filmed... Uh, uh, some scenes from a river runs through it up up the boulder, right right across the road from uh, uh, from Clydehurst uh, Christian Ranch, and uh, that stretch in in, in that area is, is just beautiful to fish. There's a lot of national forest uh, property, and and even in the valley below that, before uh, the you know you drive up into the mountains, there there's some good places. Again, you have to. You have to go to a bridge or a fishing access, but then if you can keep walking, that, that can be a, you know, a, a really good place. All right, when, when do you fish, though? That, that, that's another issue. It's one thing to say, well, here's some rivers to hit, but uh, you know, when are you going to do this? Well, I've caught trout you know, every month of the year in the greater Yellowstone ecosystem, but, but honestly, November through February can be really slow. I mean, the winter is not the greatest time, but uh, talk about the spring, Dave. Well, and I think it was our first episode, I talked about my best day ever, which was on the bear trap, and it was the last day of February, 1996. Um, but, you know, spring really is one of the key times if you want to catch rainbow spawning. Right. And, um, and so it's kind of mid to late March, early April. I know that you and I have, have gone and fished uh, in mid-April. Sometimes we wondered if it mm-hmm. was a little bit too late, if the, you know, if the spawning was almost mm-hmm. over by then. Uh, but it's always tricky to fish, right? Because you have some days that are 60 degrees, and you have days in which you're getting, you know, we've been there when we had five or six, seven inches of snow. Right. So, and, and these are in the same trip. You, you know, absolutely. You, you get snow one day, and three days later it's 60. And it's really cold, man, up yeah. in Bear Trap Canyon when that wind comes around oh, some boy. of those uh, canyons, and you're fishing, <laughs> you're just like... And you're, you're, you're numb and, you 
know, if you're catching fish, you don't feel it. But if you're not catching fish, it's really cold. Oh, that's right. We'll, we'll have to do a, a podcast on wind, although I wouldn't have anything nice to say at all. I'd be grumpy after that. Oh, man. Wind drives me nuts. But, yeah, uh, mid-April, you're right. By mid-April, you're, you're kind of getting a transition, you know, from the rainbow run to some of the the hatches that the mother's what's called the mother's day caddis hatches is about to pop the problem is by the end of april you know the runoff can happen any day and all it takes is one or two days with 60 degrees doesn't mean that it's going to be blown out for sure but you add that in you get some rain and then all of a sudden it's just not fishable for uh, for a while well, weather is a wild card in all three seasons. Yeah, is that really not is. true? It really is true. But yeah, uh, the spring is a great time, you know, just, just for sheer fishing. Uh, and also for sheer lack of fly fishers. Right. Now, the locals mm-hmm. know it well. Right. But mm-hmm. if you are serious about fly fishing, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be great to do it. That's right. And that's why the rod fees aren't right. as high, even on those spring creeks. It's, it's all supply and demand. And uh, that's the other thing too. That time of year, uh, if you get there before, I think April first, uh, Nelson's is only like uh, forty dollars a rod. So you know that that's not a bad way to go. Okay, summer. I mean that that's the obvious one. Uh, we all like summer because it's warm. It, it's beautiful. Uh, I would say this though, if if you are new at fly fishing, understand that May and June in Montana and the greater Yellowstone ecosystem is only going to be good on the spring creeks and of course the Firehole River and in the park but uh, the the Yellowstone is is going to be blown out uh, likely that the Madison will will be that way I mean these bigger rivers you know have this swollen chocolate milk mess coming down and you just you really can't fish them well it's just not that much fun and even when it clears Uh, the water's high so really may and june are out unless you're coming specifically to fish spring creeks or the park Uh, but then in july uh, fishing starts to pick up by mid-july it's it's really good you'll get uh, you know different sorts of hatches and the fish are pretty active Uh, hoppers grasshoppers may start uh, early august and well that's when we've been going back recently is it's a ton of fun yeah and although you know some years it's not as good that's right you know last year i don't think it was that great uh we had that really one good afternoon on the yellowstone uh, below tower fall but uh hoppers were in abundance i'm not sure why that was yeah okay so we've talked about spring we talked about summer uh, that leaves fall, and this is another favorite time. I mean, my two favorite times of the year are are spring and fall, you know, especially if you took grasshopper season out of it. You know, spring and fall, hands down. And when we talk about fall, later in September and then in October are really good because the brown trout are spawning. Again, if you're new to fly fishing, uh, your rainbow trout are going to spawn in the spring along with the cutthroats. Uh, brown trout are false spawners and that's when they're on the move and you can really uh, run into some good uh, you know brown trout fishing then well plus i love fishing in the fall simply because again there are fewer fly fishers you know people are hunting and so- yeah absolutely you know spring uh you you know nothing's going on through the winter so you'll get a lot of guys out there in the spring that 
that won't be out there in the fall because you know, they picked up their shotgun or their their bow or their rifle and so yeah September and October are great that way all right we we had to talk about where to stay so if you are planning a trip you're you're out of the area you want to fish the greater Yellowstone ecosystem uh, Dave where would you stay well Bozeman obviously is is kind of the center of the universe out there it's where you fly into um, and you know it's a university town of about 35,000 or so so it has everything. Yeah, and, it really does. Know, from Bozeman, it's about 25 miles to, to the Yellowstone and Livingston. Uh, yeah, know, to, to the, the east, east, right. Mm-hmm. And it's about that far to the lower Madison to the west. And the, and the Gallatin River is nearby, too. So Bozeman would be where you'd want to stay. Um, in the alternative uh, times of the year, um, obviously things, are, things cost less. There's probably more availability of different types of hotels obviously, and I would recommend doing that. Right. Um, but, it, you know, Bo- Bozeman really, it's just hard to beat. If you've never been out there, go to Bozeman first. Yeah, I would agree. And that's where, you, if you're going to fly, that's where you're going to fly into unless you uh, fly to Billings and rent a car. Uh, again, we're, we're limiting ourselves to the uh, greater Yellowstone ecosystem. I, I suppose some would include the Bighorn in that. Uh, over near Billings, we can talk about that another day. But right, there's a million other places to yeah, fish in Montana really or in the and greater. You get the Missouri yeah, over exactly. near uh, uh, Helena and Great Falls between those two. But yeah, if you're going to fish the Yellowstone area, chances are you're going to fly into uh, Bozeman. Now, another option, if you are going to fish the park uh, that is Yellowstone National Park. Uh, West Yellowstone is really a great place to stay, uh, especially if you're going to go in and fish the Madison or, or the Fire Hole. Uh, it's, a, it's really a fun little tourist town. Um, when you're there, you might visit the Playmill Theater, especially if you bring your family. It's a great place for your family if, if they're not interested as much in fly fishing and uh, your, your teenage daughter, or your, your son is not into fly fishing. Well, get them out, but... Uh, they'll also enjoy some of the stuff at West Yellowstone. Playmill Theater is a lot of fun. There's an IMAX theater. Uh, that's really a great place. Probably a better option than staying in Gardner. You could stay in Gardner on the north end, but uh, probably not as much uh, there for, for families to do. So Livingston is another option uh, if you plan to fish the Yellowstone in Paradise Valley. We like it because... Uh, often we're going through Gardner into the park to fish uh, usually the Yellowstone in the park. Right. So um, it's a great launching pad of sorts to, to just drive down the canyon into into the north side, into the north entrance, uh, and into Yellowstone. Yeah, and the hotels there are usually going to be a little bit uh, cheaper than they are in Bozeman. And then there's always the Paradise Valley KOA. Uh, that's that's right in the heart of some good fly fishing on the Yellowstone, and you can you can rent a camper cabin even if you're not a you don't have an RV or a tent. Uh, that that's an option. Uh, if you want something more upscale, you might try the Rivers Bend Lodge. Now I have to say this: throughout the region, there are lodges or cabins that cater to fly fishers and. Probably the best way to find out about those is do an internet search or, or call some of the fly shops. They'll, they'll know those folks. There's Chico Hot Springs, too. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Chico Hot Springs is, is really beautiful and, uh, yeah, really accessible to the Yellowstone. 
You know, we ought to talk about fly shops. Um, that that is so critical when you go to an area to fly fish. If if you're a if you're a veteran fly fisher, you know this already. But if you are uh, uh, just kind of starting out on this, if this is something new, uh, one of the indispensable places that you will stop before you head to the water is a is a good fly shop. So. Uh, let's talk about that. Dave, if you're in Bozeman, what are some of the fly shops you want to hit? Well, you know, our favorites are Fins and Feathers. Yeah, that's and, right. Toby uh, Swank. Just love uh, love Fins and Feathers, as yeah. well as Montana Trout Fitters. Yeah, they're really good We've as done well. trips through both of those, float mm-hmm. trips, um, when we decide to do a float trip. But the personnel there are really knowledgeable. They're passionate. They're there to serve you. Um, they're not just trying to sell you stuff. Right. Um, they actually have, not, you know, great knowledge of the rivers and what's happening in the moment and also the river's edge uh which is on with the north side of bozeman right Uh so um so those are three there's probably you know five thousand fly shops (laughs) just joking but there's so many in the area but those are three that we really like yeah they are good how about when you get over to livingston uh what do you like there dave you know uh dan bailey's in fact, I've purchased uh, some waiters from them. I use some, is it John Bailey's waiters? I'm not yeah. sure. Um, I don't know if they private label some waiters, but I've yep. used them for mm-hmm. years. They're low cost and they're uh, really good. So Dan Bailey's, and then there's George Anderson's Yellowstone Angler. In fact, I, I met him one time on a trip back to Chicago. Really? Where, yeah. yeah, we're sitting, I was sitting in the, you know, the planes are small. And so he was in the back where I was and we ended up, you know, catching up, and he, you know, he was Mr. Mr. George Anderson. So, wow, it was awesome. That's pretty cool. There's a guy over there named Tom Travis. He's a really good guide. He used to have uh, his master angler fly shop. I don't know that he's that if it's still in business. He may just have gone to guiding, but uh, yeah, those those are great places. Um, West Yellowstone. If you go to West Yellowstone, there's some good ones there as well. Uh, I think my favorite, one of my, well, there's two of them. One is Craig Matthews' Blue Ribbon Flies. And man, Craig Matthews knows so much. He's written books. He's got some great videos. But uh, even if he's not there when you go in the shop, he's got great people working for him. I really like that a lot. I like Bob Jacklin. Bob Jacklin's uh, fly shop is good. Uh, Bud Lilly's, even though he sold it, uh, you know, a few years ago. Uh, Gardner. Uh, what about Gardner, Dave? There's Parks Fly Shop, which gets its name from the owner, Richard Parks, and not from Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, and he uh, wrote a pretty helpful book, didn't yep, he? Yep, uh, Fishing Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, so you, you want to get that. All right, uh, about to wrap up here, but hey, we have one more. This is a really critical topic, maybe the most important information we can share and that's the eateries. It's <laughs> this, especially important if you're in midlife. That's right. Or, this this or is going to make or break your trip. So if you're in Bozeman, you've got to drive west on the interstate, 18 miles to Manhattan, and go to Sir Scott's Oasis. I mean, it's incredible. It's just a, I'd say it's a meat and potatoes place, isn't it? It really is. You get fish there, too. You can get yeah. some uh, seafood. But, you know, it's known for its steaks. It's really kind of the premier place it's the brand yeah, in the it really valley is and i remember when we lived there I, I would never see these people but somebody said oh yeah george Strait ate here last night ed kennedy was here and and you know michael keaton of course who lived in the area michael keaton was here and you know these people it's like well i never see him but 
but, but it is great. Well, and then, uh, being a guy who thinks that pizza is one of the four basic food groups, uh, Columbo's Pizza in Bozeman is great. It's a little hole in the wall right in the campus of Montana We often State. will go there. We often go there yeah. um, uh, sometimes before we go out. Yeah. Um, like mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock or, if, or yep. if we come back early. Actually, it's great pizza, and, it, and that's saying something yeah. uh, for guys who are from Chicago. Yeah, yeah I still right. think the best pizza is Baroni's in Glen Ellen, uh, Illinois. It's just unprecedented. That's right. Um, but um, go to Colombo's uh, Pizza. It's great. Good stuff. Uh, if you want a good burger, there's always Ted's Montana Grill. Okay, that's a chain, but uh, not that many of them. And uh, Ted Turner... Uh, owns quite a bit of property uh, in the area. Uh, Burger Bob's on Main Street. I love the sign. Uh, sorry, we're open. <laughs> That's a great place. It's good. Uh, McKinsey River Pizza, sort of a local chain, you know, in in Montana in the West. Uh, Pickle Barrel. That's probably the pop- most popular sandwich place. If if you want uh, to get a good deli sandwich uh, to take with you. Uh, Montana Ale Works on East Main is a popular brew pub. We could go on, but those are great places to check out. So let's talk about Livingston, uh, the Ribbon Chop House, which oh, is kind absolutely. of our staple every yes. time we fish uh, uh, fish Yellowstone Park. That determines where we fish as much as the hatches that are on. You know. <laughs> Can we get back in time before it closes? That's right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chico Hot Springs, uh, that's going to be that's on the higher end in terms of price, but... Uh, sometimes when we've been fishing the Yellowstone, we've popped in there. And, and even though you may need reservations, they'll take you back and seat you at, at the bar. Uh, it's great food. Um, Gallatin Canyon, uh, the Corral Bar and Steakhouse, uh, right on Highway 191 south of Big Sky. It's a great place if you're fishing that stretch. Uh, one place, though, we've got to mention in Yellowstone National Park and that would be Drumroll. The Fishing Bridge General Store. That's right. That's, uh, I mean, I, I know that we were really hungry when we went there. And so, yeah, anything will taste great. But it's kind of a cool little general store. A uh, really good little uh, uh, place to eat and uh, get a good burger, a milkshake. And it's, it's in a beautiful area. All right. That's going to do it for today. Uh, the topic for our next podcast is Crazy Stuff Happens. If you're going to be a fly fisher, you need a good sense of humor and a dose of patience. Dave and I will share some of the crazy things that we've done or experienced over the years of fly fishing together. In the meantime, we'd like to hear from you. Go to twoguysinariver.com, that's two guys with a numeral, and post any insights or tips that you have about fly fishing in the greater Yellowstone ecosystem. Uh, where are your favorite spots to uh, fish and eat? Now, if you want to share your favorite fishing hotspot, don't post that for anyone else to see. Uh, please send me a private email. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The reason we're doing this podcast is to find better places to fish. That's right. <laughs> so also be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. <laughs> <laughs>